1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: All right, I am fired up. You come back from the West Coast. What do you got over there? You got a bunch of rams that you leave in your wake. You pile onto that plane, you get her going. And before you know it, you're back in the burg. And I got to tell you what—that was the sweetest, easiest West Coast trip I've ever had in the history of my life, as Rocky Balboa once said. That was sensational. 0 10, the Steelers were on the West Coast against the Rams. Well, they ain't anymore. They're now 1 and 10, baby, because they broke through. And Max, you saw it. It was a hard-fought game. A lot of lot of things didn't go right in the first half, but. Hey, enough did that you go in that second half, you catch fire, you get traction, and you pound out a victory.
1: Well, think about this, Wolf. I mean, for as bad as it was in the first half, was as great as it was for us as a team in the second half. And, you know, I, I, I know we talked about it during the broadcast, but the way that T.J. Watt started that second half for us. Woof. Woo. I mean, it was a jolt, it was a charge, it was it was the infusion that was needed for this team to be on alert. It was, you know, it was like a catalytic converter for the first time when the internal combustion, you know, engine was created. It was that spark that then just brought brought brought, brought just a flame, a fire, and it and it just ignited this offense, it ignited this defense. Alex Highsmith was a terror uh, for Matt Stafford. Najee Harris was running angrier than, than than the juggernaut when when he gets going. You know what I'm saying? Like he yep. was he was special. Jalen Warren was powerful. It's like the running backs just fed off of each other, and all of a sudden, Kenny became Hawkeye. You know what I'm saying? Like he was was not as accurate in the first half. I think he was a little a smidge over fifty percent. And then he, he couldn't miss in the second half. Absolutely. Hello, hello, 14. Hello, 18. Welcome to the party. <laughs> uh, and O-line. O-line. my Oh, my. O-M-G-O-L. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. O-M-G-O-L. Those boys started punishing people. Aaron Donald who?
0: Ah. Isaac Malu. Right? Abs- I mean. Hey, you know what? They yeah. did a great Ooh. job of neutralizing Aaron Donald, which is that's a colossal job because that dude still plays as hard as the very first time I've ever seen him play, you know, and he is. It's a yeah. it's a tribute to that offensive line that they could match and lock horns with a guy so, so capable of devastating an offense as Aaron Donald, and uh, you know, you get you gotta gotta tip your cap to that offensive line because they really pounded it out in there.
1: Oh yeah, they did. They did, and and they moved Aaron Donald up and down that offensive line. I only singled out of Malu because I felt like I saw him a little bit more. Yeah, on Donald. Yeah, but I mean, but Dan Moore got a piece. Chooks of Corfu got a piece. Mason was in there, ruffling, r- rustling and tussling. Um, and and so did and so did J.D. James Daniels. I mean, so, um, it was a complete team win. I mean, I know I'm naming people, but honestly, it comes to. You know, Z plus all of the above. Because yeah. obviously there's more than 26 people on a team. Um, anywho, uh, <laughs> not enough alphabet letters. Uh, think, so. Is
0: there's 20, what, 26 letters in the alphabet? Correct. I didn't
1: know that. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Well, that, you're, that raising you do the, now.
0: you're raising the <laughs> institutional IQ level of the locker room right here with that little bit of, that tidbit of, of information. Get yeah, zooks, man. I didn't know. 20, yeah, 26. You gotta watch you gotta watch more Sesame Street, Wolf. Yeah, no, I was about to say the count.
1: Yeah. Stop watching. no, you don't watch the count. He's numbers. You gotta watch everybody else. Well, oh, that's right. The count. You know,
0: well, the count helps me to count the oh. alphabet. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Oh Dude. my heavens. Ah, 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 ah. Well, that's yeah. the problem. Sesame Street wasn't around when I was a kid.
1: You know? Oh, that that is true. Yeah. That is true. That was the seventies, correct? I Sesame believe Street? so, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: So yeah. ther- therefore, we move forward, Max. I got to tell you something: the courage and strength of this team coming out to post that win after the first half was just—it was a tough—it was a tough go. And you know, there, you know what it's like when you go out on the west coast and you got to play a game—a one o'clock game. You—you you feel a little discombobulated. You don't feel like your body is and your brain is like actually like in sync. And yet they came out. They—they—they they, they struggled through it. Got through it, made some big plays, jump-started. Second half, man, that was just, it was great to watch. I love watching guys facing adversity and overcoming. And certainly they presented themselves a little bit of adversity with a couple of uh, guys that, um, you know, you got you to gotta learn how to be a pro. You know, make a play, make a great play, get up and walk. You know what I mean? You just can't, you cannot afford to hurt your team by drawing a penalty.
1: Ah, yes, yes. Especially after big plays.
0: Right, yes. Especially
1: after big plays. That's where you just, you can't do it. And then, you know, when you do get a penalty drawn in your favor, you can't have a penalty that offsets said penalty. Oh, yeah, yep. Right? Yeah. And that's, you know, we're talking, of course, about
0: George Pickens. We're talking about... Deontay Johnson, and unfortunately the George Pickens penalty—he uh, had one, you know, on the on a block that I still that honks me off. I'm sorry, but you know what, you got. Running backs that get blasted from the blind side. You got offensive linemen that are running down the field that can get whacked by somebody, you know, from the blind side. This was not an intentional drive through the block, facing them square up to the side and t-boning them. This was putting a shoulder in front of them. And if you are such a a, a blind dog in a meat house running after a guy and you don't keep your head on a swivel, well, you know what? Things happen out there, and it's unfortunate if you don't make that block like George Pickens did, that guy makes the play. He's going to make the play. He's going to make the tackle. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what you got to do. It's like my dad when he was a teenager, he used to go hunting. And he said, yeah, I felt bad for, you know, the rabbits and the deer. And he said, So what I would do, I'd yell before, you know, I'd see him grazing, and I'd yell, and then the hunt was on. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there and, you know, hey, 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 you, you, you. Yeah, right there. I'm, I'm about ready to hit you. Okay, look at me. You got to look at me, and th- let me show you. Let me show you my my form of ID here. Okay, I, I don't know. I, what are you going to do? Two forms of
1: ID, Wolf. Two forms. Oh, of that's ID right. Now. Two Come forms.
0: On. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: One's too easy. <laughs> one one form is too easy. You got to have two. Uh, but I, but you, you know, I mean, at the end of the, it is two. football. It yes. is Football. And you know, listen, Heinz Ward. If that was Heinz, oh. oh good God. Yeah. That 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 guy would that guy would have been heading to the hospital down the street.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Oh, I mean that was that was that was Keith that was about to be Keith Rivers esque if it was Hines. GP did the smart thing and kind of pulled off on the head.
0: He turned his back to him. I mean, yeah. he, he literally put his left shoulder, left arm in front of the dude, and the dude ran smack into. Him. How you don't see him off to your right? You're you're running. You're so you know. Like have no side he's
1: skinny, vision whatsoever. He's skinny. That's that's yeah. their excuse. He's skinny.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he is skinny. That's true. But, he would have seen you. He'd have seen me probably. I was A lo- he's lot a, shorter he's a though.
1: Tall wide receiver though. I, mean, I know. It's not like he's it's not like he's Stefan Logan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 5'7". <laughs> seven. He's not exactly in your vision, right? right. I mean, this dude. This dude is standing like 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 a like a moving weeping willow. You know what I'm saying? Like a, this skinny. <laughs> Flailly, moving arms. weeping yeah, willow. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I yeah, yeah, it, I, I I resisted the Womping willow. Oh yes, because I thought that was just low hanging fruit and Harry Potter nerddom. So I did not say <laughs> womping willow. That's why I switched to weeping willow. There you go. Um, but man, it's just it, yeah, it, that that was frustrating. Um, because you could tell George is just trying to do his job, just yes. trying to do his part to help his spring his teammate. And like you said, it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. It was it was questionable at best, but I think it was exacerbated when the dude went down and yeah. had to seek medical attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Russ that's kind of what made it worse. Yeah. But I, I will say this, Rush was having a good game before that.
0: Yes, he was. And he, I here's he the thing.
1: Down. He started looking at the, he started looking before he crossed the street now. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: I remember in Philly one time uh tunch and i were walking around downtown philly a uh, day before game it was tunch's in his urban hiking you know he always liked he'd like you know be, be walking around always got this hiking uh, uh, stuff
1: uh, uh, urban hiking aka wandering yeah vi- literally yeah. tunch always <laughs> yeah. used to say
0: the key to power walking is to make it look like you're in a hurry and you're not working out <laughs>
1: That That is completely an oxymoron.
0: Because- <laughs> right. Because, you know, we were talking about the fact, oh, one, at one time, here we were professional athletes, you know, and now. Oh, now so he was we're giving
1: we're, a walking tour. That's, uh, that's now what it is. Power
0: walking, though. You're, you're power walking. Oh. You're, you know, like for yeah, a workout.
1: Yeah, the, ar- the, ar- the arm swing with the elbows high and tight. Yeah, yeah. That, okay,
0: you can't do walking. that. Yeah, you got to make it look like no. you're in a hurry, you know.
1: That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But 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 the only way to go in a hurry is to tuck the elbows and look like you're power walking.
0: <laughs> no, you got to look like you're stressed. You're looking around, and you you know your hands are kind of moving. You know, just oh, kinda... so you
1: want the tw- you want the twitchy kind of on alert. Yes, of, yes, kind yes. of what Rushy should have been doing when uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's Maybe there's looking a bit around. Too much space around here. <laughs> oh man, I mean this wasn't I don't even see like any
0: bow. Exactly. <laughs> Who was it that hit uh, Mont Vontez? Perfect um, lit him up. That was Juju, right? Juju yeah, Smith-Schuster. Yeah, some years mm-hmm. ago. Now that one, Juju was looking straight at at Vontez, and Vontez was looking at the back, and but ran straight into Juju, and Juju unloaded on him. If Juju doesn't make that that block, he he makes the hit on the back. Uh, to me, I-, I-, I sit there and I go, How are you going to? Really, I mean, really, going to throw a flag on something where a guy j- comes running in front of you and puts his left shoulder out. He he's running in the same direction. He's not even giving you opposing force. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. he's you know when Juju hit Vantes, he hit it right through him. You know, and it, it, it,
1: that's yeah, the yeah, way you, it was. You knew you knew what the intent was. with right. Juju's hit, and George's hit was kind of like I'm trying to slow you up and just. Kind of take something off of you, right? Yes. And it wasn't like, oh my god, I'm sizing this guy up. I got him in the crosshairs, and I'm about, I'm about to tear him up. You know what I'm saying? It's not one of those. And you know, I, I just feel like there needs to be a bigger box, so to speak, for that um, type of hit. It was, a, I mean, because by definition, he did not hit him from behind, right? Right. right. But because the dude's head turned. It's now a blind side block. You know, the first thing I learned when I
0: got into this league was veterans tell me, kid, keep your head on a swivel. I mean, that's still valid today. I and think, that's. I that, think we lost Max. All right. Well, still, I'm, <laughs> that's valid today. So as Max is preparing to get his comrades ramped back up, and we're going to take a break because we got Rob King coming up. But I leave you with this. Dead gummit. That was still a clean play that needed to be made because somehow you got to stop that guy, Rusty's East, from making the hit. And I don't know how you do that unless you start putting turn signals on the guys. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? So having said that, our, my rant is over. We'll come back with more Rob King coming up here in the locker room.
1: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room, and we are joined by media personality extraordinaire, (laughs) Rob (laughs) King. Still working on the intro, I see. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Maestro of the airwaves uh you know he is he is a very very varied journalist um
0: <laughs> that was 3 man of v's in counts. a row yeah 3 v's yeah, it was. I do it was isn't that a locker room like penalty you know if you got 3 uh, v's
1: it, it, you know is it is it i, I, mean, is it, are, I mean are there too I many v's good. that you can have <laughs> He liked it. How many V's can you have? You know. I
2: like the like, uh, I, I like the LED lights yesterday. Yeah, I said that. that was yeah. good. I yeah. was like, where Where's he going here? Where's mm-hmm. he going? Yeah,
1: oh, then yeah. he brought the wattage yeah. in. That was very yeah, very nice. You like good that. Oh, Yeah. I did like that. Max. You see that what he's doing good. here, huh? Yeah. yeah. I did I, like I, that. I have moments. I have moments where <laughs> you know it's sometimes sometimes you know you go to the cliff and you look over the edge and you realize, oh man, it's the Grand Canyon. You know? <laughs> yeah. That,
2: oh. Isn't that yeah. the truth, man?
1: Isn't that the yeah. truth?
2: <laughs> how, about, how about if you get to the edge, you look down at the Grand Canyon, you see it's the Grand Canyon,
1: but you're like, where am I? That happens. That, yeah. That's that's yeah.
2: unfortunate. Too. That,
1: that all, that, yeah, yeah. That that's the unfortunate. Where you're like, ah, it's a big holy ground. <laughs> as, as one who has hiked the
0: South Angel Trail or Bright Angel Trail or was it the North? I can't get it straight. Yeah, <laughs> from the top to the bottom, and then from the bottom to the top. Let me tell you. That stinks. Nobody over sixty should do that. And secondly, nobody over three hundred and over sixty should do that. And I but violated both of them. Yeah, I did. I know but it you was. Did. Oh, let me she got you. one of those but mules. Oh, Uber mule. Yeah, Uber mule.
1: <laughs> yeah, Uber mule. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, can I get a? Can I get a mule at mile marker two? Uh, <laughs> one wait until two? Downward. Down. Da- downhill. No, not uphill. Not
0: uphill. Mile two. Trust that me, th- those mules would be looking at me, and they're going, "No
1: way!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we we have a lot of mule stories. We're not we're not we're not going to start talking about those right now. There bad, you go, bad one. Um, so, Rob, uh, best game of the year so far? I'll give him best quarter of the year. Okay, best that? quarter. Of the I year. thought the fourth yeah, quarter that,
2: tremendous. That was the first time. You know, there's been – we've talked about this, like fits and starts, right, where you're looking at the offense and you're saying, hey, what they did on that one drive in Vegas was spectacular, right? And and yeah. that looked like team we thought we were going to see more of. Um, you know, after the, the work in the offseason and after what we saw in the preseason, we thought we would see more of that. But this was the first time I thought where – the two sides came together. So you've had a drive here or there on offense, but you've seen the defense do some things. You've seen the special teams do some things. But I thought the drive to tie the game, then the three and out by the defense, then the drive to take the lead, then another stop, and then running out the clock, something they didn't do in Vegas. I thought that was the best quarter of football and and, you know, you talk about stringing things together, which you need to do to be a top team. Oh, sure, there are times where you have to win a game uh, by defense or win a game by offense. But, you know, you really feel good about your team when, when one aspect of it feeds off the other aspect of it and it just starts rolling. And that's what that, the latter half of that game from the end of the third quarter through the fourth quarter felt like to me.
0: Here, you know, and I summarize this real quick. It's a win. It's a win, baby. They're four and two. Look, I get it. People can be disconsolate and, and upset about this and that, but when you got to the fourth quarter, when you got that time, when guys in the huddle and and you know you played ball, uh, Max has played ball. There's a t- point in the game where you come out there and you're in that hall and you realize. It's now or never, man. You got to go. You got to go. You got to make this happen. And they did. And it was some great fist-in-your-face football down the stretch. That fourth quarter and the final 5:28. there was some traps. I hadn't seen good trap blocks all year, basically. We saw some loading up. They, they were loading up the defensive line with, like, six guys and putting guys in the A-gaps, B-gaps, all kinds of stuff. You come out with a couple traps. By golly, the Chuck Knoll trapping era is back, baby. I loved it. I, that's
2: great. Well, we won three games in the two years that I played. So it, the, the feeling of the huddle was here we go
0: again. Not boy, this is really rolling. Um, I wish we had time. <laughs> for unfortunately, to tell the greatest football story in the history of football, and sometime we're gonna have to pull
2: that out. Uh, with Division three, it was long ago, and we weren't very good. And I and I played my part in that. Um, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, sell myself short of uh, being a big part of the, why we won only three games in two years. Uh, uh, but no, I, I thought. You know and and it's guys, you know this. I mean football it's so difficult to to say for sure what leads to what, right? So you know you look at the Steelers coming out of the out of the shoot, right? They still have not scored on an opening drive, right? They are uh, somebody did a metric uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know one of these services, and, and it, it's a good one. I think it was somebody with the athletic who said, when you break down the scripted plays, Steelers bottom of the league, right. But are some of those scripted things they're working on early in the game paying dividends in the fourth quarter? And you, this you, is it's hard. Thing. You don't know, right? So, yeah. so, so I, I thought, you know, uh, during the game broadcast, guys, on TV, Daryl Johnson was pointing out after uh, Najee, I think it was the second drive of the game, picked up, I think, seven yards on first down. There was a push on the right side. It was there three or four yards were there for Najee to pick up the first down, right? That's one where you want to see him run through a hole or just take the three or four yards. Well, he bounces it outside. When he bounces it outside, Jalen Warren grabs his man, so there's a holding penalty. Then he gets stopped for a five-yard loss. Um, So is that on the running game? Um, Is that on the offensive lineman? Is that on Najee? Is that on the scheme? It's so difficult to say what's on what. Um, But I did like the way they ran the football in this game. Um, I thought they, I, I thought Naji ran, for, except for that one run, ran with some authority, ran with some attitude. The one-two punch there, and then we just saw this offense, you know, do something that was akin to what we've seen fits and starts of, and what we saw in the preseason. But they did it for three straight drives. That's what we haven't seen.
1: Yeah, no, it, and you know what I have to say, I felt like Deontay was was some of the binding to this game yes like so having agree. Deontay so agree. back yep um because like those catches where it might have been a little errant or it was somebody else that was taking it and, and you know what and I appreciate them kind of kind of easing Najee in right Allen Robinson was in there for a lot of the opposite stuff for George and then Deontay kind of worked his way into it. and then by the second half it was like, "Hello, Mr. Johnson." You know what I'm saying? Like, like we need we need more Deontay. Like we need more Cowbell. And yeah. it, just, it it created that flow. And then Najee was running angry. I don't know if I don't know if you noticed that, Rob. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. Najee, Najee Najee had some angry run candidacy in there from Good Morning Football. Oh yeah. Uh, and the offensive line. I mean, you would, you would have thought they got they got fed gunpowder and nails for breakfast. Um, the way they, they were they were coming off the ball on a lot of those man schemes, and like you said, the traps, Wolf. So it just it seemed like there was a different sense of urgency in that second half of the game. Well, first of all, you know, if you're going to
0: criticize, you ought to also throw a few plaudits because Matt Canada schemed up some great stuff down the stretch with those trap blocks. Right. You know, and one of the yeah. things that is absolutely mystifying to me is, you know, when I saw Najee on that play, I saw an end zone shot of it. We talked about it during the game, Max, if you remember. Yeah. Straight away James Daniels has a bubble over him. I believe I don't know if it was an over or 3-4, I can't remember. But straight up yeah. on the linebacker and Najee had in my mind he predetermined that oh, cut God. to the outside, which the put Jalen kind of yeah. Hayward. Yeah. And and here's the th- uh here's the thing about it. If he had just ran it straight up, it was a, at least four or five yards before he's even touched. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing about it. Yeah. That's what he needs to do. And he, he was he was great yesterday. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But those little things there that instead of four yards, let's just call it four yards there, and you put yourself in a teammate in jeopardy because you break outside where there's no, there's no way he even had a clue. You know, that you could you know, that the ball would be coming to the outside. Right. You know, so that puts you in jeopardy as a blocker.
2: Well, there there are a couple and I, I think you make a great point, Max, a great point about Deontay Johnson. Look, not every team, no team in fact, is gonna be deep at every position on your roster, right? So, you know, you yeah. see some teams and they'll say, like what we saw with Houston, what they're doing with their offensive line with all those injuries, amazing what they've been able to do. Um, maybe that depth is better than than people gave them credit for. I think we're seeing now that receiver was one position in which you, the the drop off from Deontay to Calvin Austin, who might wind up being a terrific receiver, Allen Robinson, who was a terrific receiver, but is at a little bit different point of his career right now, different expectations for him. Maybe that was a huge part of what you know has has been missing in this Steelers offense. I mean, I I've gone back a couple times in my mind. To that one, that one play against uh, San Francisco where Deontay ran a deep in. If Kenny lays it on him, he runs in for a touchdown. It's a 70-yard touchdown. We talked about that. I think after the game, um, if Kenny makes that throw, Deontay catches that ball. You know who knows what happens in after. Maybe you get that some of that going. Then of course Deontay got hurt later in that game, and we haven't seen anything really that looks like what we saw in the preseason. It looks like what you know the report said it looked like up in Latrobe. And maybe it's just hey, th- this one guy being out was a bigger deal than we, than we kind of talked about.
1: No, I, I, I think that's that's something that's of No, because I, I think during camp we were talking about there's so many options. Oh, it's so tough to figure out who's going to stay, who's going to go on defense, and and blah da yada yada. Yeah. But the one st- you know consistent force was that you had 14 and 18. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of made everybody else look good because Allen Robinson was in the slot. Calvin Austin was in the slot. They're competing for the third and fourth receiver spot. You know, Miles Boykin is going up against um, who was the other tall um, guy? I can't remember. Right, his name yeah. In training camp. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it looked like it was something. Des Fitzpatrick. Like we had a whole bunch of guys. But you're right. I mean, there's something about being a number one wide receiver, right? Being. Wide receiver one. And when you have that in place, it makes it easier to look at everything else because you're not looking for wide receiver ones replacement. You're looking at the supporting cast after that, right? You got, you got one guy that is a quote unquote star. um, And another guy who gets to be the co-lead, which was George Pickens. And you said, well, as long as we got these two, anybody else we put out there, right. It's going to look easier. But then, when you take away one of the main stars, you know, and you could double the other one because he, because his his co star is not there, then it looked it looked a lot different when another guy had to step up and and be the you know the understudy had to become the main actor right in a play
2: for sure. And there's um, and there's a,
1: and there's a it, trickle yeah. there's a
2: trickle down effect when you've got really you know TJ Watt's going to make other guys around him better. But I I had a question. This is just a, a, a straight question for two offensive linemen. I've been dying to ask this of you guys. So you look at what the Lasagna's four... the answer. <laughs> That's a good answer. You look at you look at what the Rams do with their offensive line. And just to kind of simplify it, it looks to me like they love that zone block stretch play out. You know, they bring the guy in motion. The receivers are great blockers. They ask him to block. You bring a guy in motion, they run that wide play. Um, it's it's a zone blocking play. Right? So as a defensive lineman, I would imagine you're thinking to yourself, okay, I, I, I need to think about moving laterally here more than I normally would. But then they their next running play is that quick straight ahead, like double-team block right up the middle. Boom. And I'm wondering from you guys, and those are essentially, of course they do more than that, but essentially that's what they do, right? Those two variations. And I wondered as an offensive lineman, what that does to a defensive line. Now, we saw the defensive line, and I thought uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was sensational, especially in no, the no, second no. half. No, no, no. That's now Felipe
0: Fitzpatrick oh okay he's been I, some of the boys were throwing that around in practice they're going hey Felipe you know, oh. so I start talking and I, when I saw him last so night before bad, yeah it? we were coming <laughs> off the plane and I go hey Felipe and he was laughing you know well, he's
2: he I thought he played a terrific oh, game there were a lot of guys I thought Montrevious Adams was pretty good in that first half especially yeah oh, mm-hmm. was
1: was wrecking things so
2: yeah, so what how difficult does that make it for a defensive line right I mean they, they had some success running the ball but it's like two schemes so I'm I mean imagine as a defensive lineman um you've got a you're almost in a reacting instead of being able to attack you're almost reacting because you're thinking well am I going to have to move parallel down the line of scrimmage and try to chase down a wide play Or am I going to have two guys double-teaming me quickly right off the ball? I would imagine that's got to make
0: things difficult on those defensive linemen. There's no question, Max. You go ahead and I'll give you a first crack at this. But just real quick, you got a guy like Kevin Dotson who excels at taking guys off the ball in a double-team fashion or single-block fashion. That's one thing Kevin... Could always do, but he he's he was vulnerable in those stretch plays, and we saw it. And he got, I believe it was a uh, holding call. He got on a stretch play, right? Yeah, he the, did. Uh, you yeah, you know, and those things they, they do create problems for the defense.
1: And go ahead, Max. So so I'll put it this way: um, the Rams were a lot better running to the right. Than they were to the left. That's first and foremost. Absolutely, that's what I'm gonna that's yep. what I'm gonna start with. So Havenstein dotson combo a lot better than the other combo um, with Alec Jackson and company. Um, you know, it was it, it was right. I mean, it's tough, and sometimes they got caught in bad personnel matchups uh, because their wide receivers are good blockers. There was a couple of times in eleven personnel with the three wide receivers that. We we saw them go to like this four two kind of open look, which is a four two gap scheme, right? So that means both A gaps are open, linebackers are standing up and they're bluffing whether they're gonna blitz or not. And they caught them a couple times right. where you saw the double bail by the backers in the A gaps and they're running and they're running 32 double right at right up the gut. And you kind of kept them in transition. And then of course, like you said, with the stretch zone, you know, guys are thinking straight penetration straight penetrator going just blowing through the gaps. And boom, they're, they're running stretch and, and finding, the, finding the cutback lane. So, I mean, it was a good concept and combo which allowed them to be really efficient running the ball because they averaged 4.4 4 yards a rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had 135 yards rushing on the game. So that was a big concept for them to really establish. But, you know, it was funny. You have those dynamic moments where boom, we can knife through boom. We, we do get a play and uh, you know, and it was good for Puka Nakua. Trust me, Puka Nakua. That kid is the truth, um, because you know when you did have to play action off of it, he feasted off of those things. But I thought what was really good was, like you said, Montravius Adams at times just blowing through, blowing up through the middle, and just taking advantage of, of the center and really bl- blowing things up. And then Keanu Benton had a couple of times where he where he cut the cutback off. And fed it front side. that's where Cole Holcomb's able to hit things because the stretch bounces an extra gap outside and Cole Holcomb can run it down. Um, I I thought it was a great concept because they had a good right side. They had one side of the ball uh, on the offensive line where they knew they could run the ball. And it was a high propensity to the right side was where they had that success with Kevin Dotson and Rob Havenstein. And it, you know what, just to put the, the dot, the I here, this is the thing that always
0: gets me about the, 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 the uh, stretch and the double teams. You sitting in a three technique or whatever, you're sitting over the guard in some sort of shape or fashion. Now you got to read, is he coming straight at me or is he taking exactly. a step? Exactly. got to you know, make yeah. it tough. And, and that, you know, it's very difficult for the instantaneous read. That's why you need, and that's why most teams have the same thing. I mean, everybody's got stretch plays. Everybody's got the inside zone. People got man-blocking schemes. It's, it's you know, whoever executes them better. You know, and you can't – one of the things you got to notice is you can't tip it off. As an offensive lineman, you can't be leaning. You can't roll forward on your toes if you're going to double-team versus – leaning back a little bit, knowing that you're going to run laterally to try to stretch these guys to the outside. So the, the battle begins just lining up and making sure your stance is the same each and every play so you don't tip off what you intend to do. You know, I, I remember Matt Millen yelling at me one time when, when we were playing the Raiders. Matt, is a, they're playing a 3-4. He's over me on a, on a play. And he I come up the line of scrimmage. I'm in a two-point stance and Matt goes, you're looking a little tense, Wolfie. You got, you're not breathing oh it must be on the quick you know because these guys are so good at reading offensive linemen you've got to make sure that you are the same play after play in the same stance
2: well the the other thing is too i would think like much like you know you'll see a a a player maybe who's a a four three defensive end and then somebody some team signs him as a three four and it, it isn't quite the right fit everybody wants Marquise pouncey and Alan Fanica, oh, guys yeah. that can do both, that can drive you off the ball or can pull or move down the line of scrimmage, whether it's a, a pull or a trap or a zone, can move laterally. Um, but I guess at some point, too, you have to look at your personnel. Not all guys are, are that way, right? Can you will, – will an offense try to scheme to their offensive lineman and say, we better do a little bit more of this, and if you're too – can you be too predictable – on the offensive line, much like you can be too predictable with hey, out of this formation they're gonna run, out of that formation they're gonna throw.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's and that takes time, right? That that takes time for lines to get to that point. But I think you know, with with the system, it makes it because you're in a place where you've identified what your strength is. And Sean McVay, you know, has a very specific style and philosophy that he that he coaches. That he preaches for his offenses and and you know, still trying to find the right personnel to figure it out. They thought they had it with Kyron Williams, and then Kyron Williams is now on IR, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> um but but like you said, but if the principle is sound and you can get guys in here who will just run that system and be dogmatic in that approach, I mean, because you know, they never gave up on the rush at any point, no matter how good or bad it was, they stayed consistent with rushing the football. And and you know, and I think teams sometimes get a little too fancy and they bail on it and you know for Sean McVay he kind of shows you hey we're going to stick to the philosophy no matter who the personnel is and we're going to hit you like you said stretch zone double up the middle and then we're going to come back with stretch zone and then we're maybe we change it up a little bit on how we're going to get to the zone we still go back to that zone play like there was a couple of times Crossface, right? In some of the shotgun stuff with the zone, that of course a lot of under center for Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford is an old school quarterback. He's like, Yeah, I need to operate from under center. You know, he's not as much shotgun as, as, as like the Steelers are, you know, with Kenny Pickett and company. Like, there has to be a good mix of how we present it so that it's also confusing from a pre snap alignment. Um, not only that first two steps off the ball, so it was. It was a, it was a great approach to see that, and I'm just glad we were able to capitalize, you know, and have those moments that really tilted things and got and we snuck an extra possession in there, right? You know, with with the, with TJ Watt finally saying, "Hey, I'm gonna drop in, you know, I'm, we're we're gonna drop him in the zone instead of rushing him on this play," and it paid dividends right out the gate in the second half. And I think that's where you have to be like, okay this is this is a chestnut checkers type of matchup and you saw guys kind of sitting down a little bit more and trying to slow things down come off the ball and then kind of peek and read the old school two gap method because at first it was kind of more penetrating we're trying to get up the field and that's where they were really getting gashed but then you saw them a couple times you saw montravius kind of get back into okay well whoa, whoa, whoa. three four principles not 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 not, not four down principles and so it was. It was a really good chess match to see. But you're right. It does put D linemen especially interior D linemen in a quandary, um, especially when especially when they're younger guys um, adapting to to a uh, to a three four concept.
0: And part of that is the fact that no, number one, McVay does a great job with formations, and then running some whams out of those formations. Tyler Higby, this guy's a whammer. You know, they put him in a bunch formation. He comes across the back of the formation and he whams whoever gets in the way. You know, the end of the line guy, whatever, or if he has to turn up. But that creates a great gap. For them to be able to tear a gash in the defensive line, also you've got situations where you got Paka Nakua. They go and they'll take him in motion like a high flyer in indoor football. You watch him; he's yeah. running a, a hide route behind the formation, and he's got all the speed. and At the at the when he hits the numbers, they will snap the ball, and he goes up and runs a timing route that's almost indefensible at times because there's so much momentum that this guy is carrying into his route. And of course Matt Stafford is very good at throwing that rock out there at a proper time on the on the out route.
2: Yep, and a lot of confusion out of those those little trip bunch, those tight bunches. It's Absolutely. funny everybody wants yeah. to spread you out and Sean McVeigh's like, Well let's tighten things up and then we'll and then we'll uh we'll do something a little bit different than everybody else and hide a guy and now he's on a crossing route and you're trying to cover him through traffic and you just can't get there. Yeah. You you can't get there from there. You can't I get, get And by the way, you know another thing too. Um, interesting last night in the. In the come uh, on, give
0: me credit. That's low hanging fruit, no, baby. No, that was good.
2: No, that was good. That good. So um, you know this occurred to me. So coming out of a uh, bye week with Mike Tomlin, and it's you know, I think we all want to see the team pass the eye test, where you just come out and you just beat a team, right? You didn't block a punt. You didn't get a defensive touchdown. Um, you just came out, and from the opening bell to the end of the game. You said okay that's that's it. We 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 dominated this team, right? We we beat them from pillar to post. And that's
0: why you win two games in 3 years or whatever. Yeah,
2: right. you would he, he, like to see that. You'd like to see that and yet I go I keep going back to and and you do I do still have worries if you play a team that's going to be able to put up a lot of points, a Chiefs an Eagles. There's hopefully a, a lot of season to progress from where you are now to where I think you're still going to need to get to to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. That's the and journey. Yet, right, it, it is the journey. Seven straight wins out of buys for Mike Tomlin, coach teams. Great adjustments, I thought, within the game yesterday, defensively and offensively. So the coaching staff gets skewered, but but some credit to them. But then when you take a, a, another step further back, from the by last year till now, this team's 11-4. and 11-4. That's – and it, yet – I think for a lot of fans, and sometimes when I'm watching a game too, I, I think is that is that right? Eleven and four. Does it feel like when I think eleven and four, I'm thinking the Bills and the Chiefs, the Eagles, and some of the teams I just named, and yet there's the record eleven and four in the last fifteen games.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's impressive, like you said. You you, you quote that seven and zero and thirteen and four now over his career after the buy. Um, it, it's it, it's uncanny how they adjust with a week off. um, And it's just how they just kind of come out with this vigor. Now, the bye comes a lot sooner this year than it did last year. Um, but I think that momentum, yeah. and now it really builds confidence, I think, Rob, right? Because now you put it on film that you can now dissect and watch how this team played after some adversity. I mean... You know, you took two of the most embarrassing, I think, losses of the season, uh, you know, yet to come by San Francisco and by the Houston Texans and the Houston Texans one being the the head scratcher one. But then you have the Baltimore game before the bye. And then now you have this game sandwiched on the other side of the bye and you really saw a different team. And I think health is also a very big key for this squad. And man, it, it, it's it, it's impressive. When you think about it and you think about just how good and bad it looked to get there. But listen, this is the good thing. We're not in college, right? Where style points matter. And, you know, there's only four teams that make it out of like 155,000 schools, it feels like uh, every year in a college football playoff. You just need to win to get in, whether it's one point, whether it's 50 points, like the, like the Dolphins put up. Uh, you find different ways to win, and that gives you the, the, the dancing card. So it, it is impressive, and hopefully they can continue to work off of that. So I, I'm I, I'm happy about it, and, uh, you know, we're going to get a good test come next Sunday, but this was a good one. This was one where we weren't supposed to win this one, and we pulled out the unlikely win um, in, in, a, in a good fashion. You know, we thank God for Brett Meyer as well, I will say that. <laughs> yes, you, it Brett helped. Meyer that helped yeah that really helped because yeah seven points off the board we're not going into overtime Uh (laughs) 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 all right well we do have to break kinger it was always awesome it's always awesome have you on the show we appreciate it we look forward to next week and of course you catch rob king wdve he does a post game show he does everything um i'm just listening to two that i can remember at the moment uh (laughs) <laughs> you and me both. That'll work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The That'll king work. is in
0: the house. That's all we gotta say, right?
1: That's right. The king, the the king is here, and the king is about <laughs> to leave the building at the same time. It's crazy. Uh, but but thanks, Rob. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, we're gonna step aside. You are listening to Inside the Locker Room here on ESPN and SR Radio. The locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. You know what,
0: Max? I'm going to give out a game ball. Oh, yes. I'm going to give out a game ball to Matt Canada. All right? Yeah. Because if you're going to criticize, go. you got to also be able to sit there and say, you know what? Tip of the cap to you. You orchestrated a good offense in the last five minutes of the game for there. You got yourself coming from behind from 9 to 3 and 17 to 10 deficits. You know, it's a group of fighters that he's directing on that offense. They're a bunch of guys just refusing – to be defeated, I just I look at it and go. You run the trap plays. You did some nice route running orchestration there. When you get Deontay back, how wonderful is it that you get Deontay back? It's like the great Dick LeBeau once said. He said, as a defensive uh, defensive secondary coach, he said, I got so much smarter when I had Rod Woodson and Carnell Lake. You know, everyone's saying, oh, man, what a great coach. Well, when you get those guys back after an injury when they were out and things weren't going so well for them back then, you get yourself Rod Woodson and Carnell Lake and some other guys back, Ike Taylor and so forth, and all of a sudden, you look like a whole lot smarter coach, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and like you said, you know, having Deontay, I think, I think one of the things that was uh, really nice to note with Deontay is that his five catches for seventy nine yards puts him now, you know, with his forty fourth career game with five plus receptions, which is fourth most in uh, in Pitt franchise history. There you go. So when you can add that type of weapon to things, that's huge. That's huge. Think about seventy nine yards that that we wish we had in some previous games, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you add that, so I, I, you know, yeah. Game ball, definitely, duly overdue and even though you saw the fire matt canada posters in the in the stadium um it was great to see a kind of yay matt canada type of moment um in there because i think it is important that you must balance the scales right you can't just you can't just pour negativity upon negativity because positivity is still happening as bad as you think it is i mean we've still gotten to a 4-2 and two record Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams in the NFL that wish they were in the position that we're in and all these high flying offenses, we have a defense that knows how to neutralize those teams. So when you're talking about, yes, there there might be a, a, a shootout type of game, but we, but we don't have those teams on the schedule, you know what I'm saying? Uh, until, until we potentially would get to the playoffs. Um, so that's the one thing we've seen the one in San Francisco right at the beginning of the, of the season. And that was, that was tough sledding. Um, uh, but you know, we don't have Philly on the schedule. We don't have Kansas city on the schedule. So yeah, I mean, it, it happens to work out in, the, in in that fashion. We don't have the dolphins on the schedule either. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where what we kind of, we kind of have what they score yesterday. What was that?
0: Was, did I hear that I think- was 17. So yeah, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, oh. they
1: lost thirty one, thirty four, um, seventeen. Oh, how about yesterday that? to the, the to mighty the Dolphins? Yeah, uh, yeah. Number one goals? offense versus number two offense. Yeah, hmm. how they, were about t- that? they were too busy looking at those pretty Eagles throwback jerseys. <laughs> yeah, Kelly Green just had just had them all in a tizzy. Um, <laughs> so it can but, happen, uh, right? Other,
0: I mean, we scored twenty. Right, can be stymied.
1: Oh my yeah. heavens! Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we how scored about more that? than the number one offense. Yep. Don't look at the yardage chart, though. Don't look at the yardage chart. But I got you. But let me ask you this: uh, would, yeah. you, would you
0: would would you rather go 400 yards of offense and lose a game, or go 300 and win a game? I'm right. telling you what. This may be and, and just me, but I've always been. I don't give a hoot about style points, and I understand the wins have not all been glossed over and lovely, but the fact is you're winning and you're 4-2 and two and you stay with the wins and you keep grinding and keep grinding. And sometimes, and often more times than not, all that grinding just toughens you up and, and makes you ready for the stretch. And I think that we're in the process of doing that.
1: Yeah, when you get into dogfights, it makes life a lot, uh, a lot more resilient. For guys, right? Absolutely. Because if you don't know how to be in those dogfights, how are you going to know how to win? You know, you're not going to know that if everything's easy, right? Every, if every day is a sunny day, what is a sunny day?
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's not so, in Philadelphia.
1: Yes, that is it. <laughs> Well, isn't it? It's always sunny in Philadelphia, isn't that what the uh, show says? Danny Devito. Um, yeah, so you know. Yeah, no. Uh, Danny but, Devito. But you're right. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I think I think that's that that that's what goes for it. I mean, because let's face it, you know, at the end of the day, who ha- we have the same record as the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, there it is. There it is. There's there's very few one loss teams. And there's there's a couple of two-loss teams and guess where we're at. We're in that we're in that tier right below it. And they and we get seven teams. If, if the season finished today, guess who's still in the playoffs? Ding yeah. ding 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 ding. Exactly. Pittsburgh Pete's, Pete's Steelers <laughs> are in the playoffs. So, um you no, know, it, it's it's one of those things where you can't worry about like you said. And that's why and that's why I said to Rob, right? Like good thing this isn't college where style points matter. Right. At the end of the day, the merit is based off of wins and losses it's cut and dry it's nice and simple you know what the rules of engagement are it's win and the ghost of al davis right (laughs) just win baby win that's all you got to do that's all you got to do you win you're in and so the steelers are doing just that all right Max, we got to go to break. We're at the we're
0: backed up against the cushion, and Matt and Wes is looking at me like, you better break or I'm going to smack you upside the head. So we're going to break before
1: – He's m- not going to smack you upside the head. I know, he, I know. But you know what? We had, we're throwing wolf. a little drama. No, he's yeah, – Trust on. me. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still
0: I'm recovering he's from easy. that headbutt after the New Zealand hype <laughs>
1: video last week. All right, we yeah, got to go to yeah. break.
0: We'll be back with more. It's Wolf Starks <laughs> and the Ninjas, including Wesley Euler, lifting a hand. <laughs> back after this.